Confident in ourselves, yeah. As podcasters. Welcome to the Hive podcast. The hive, 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 hive. How many podcasts do you have that you were like, "Welcome to the"? This is the producer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> which, which, which one is it? The Hive. My name is Josh. I just kicked Kalen. Nice. And I'm Eric. And I'm Kalen. All the right. That Josh kicked. Yeah, and uh, we are back. Um, we just got back from from a tour, uh, Raven Hill tour. Uh, we went up. I don't know if it's technically a, ch- a tour. Do you guys know what would you call a four day run? A run. A run. Yeah, I just call it a run or a jaunt. We went on a yog. Soft <laughs> yogi. <day. laughs> jaunt. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I think one two like one's a show. Two's two three and four is a run. <coughs> Right, I maybe, think if it's like a five, week, a week or more, then that can qualify for a tour. Okay, so five, six, five and six are a jaunt. Seven more. There tour. you go. I like uh, that. We just did that for you, bands. You're welcome. Um, but yeah, we went to Nashville and then we played uh, Shelbyville, Indiana, and we played Marion, Illinois, and then we played Winona, Writer's House, and um, Winona, Minnesota. <laughs> And uh, we had a good time. And it was the three of us. And we were on tour with a band called Rusty Ship. And um, and uh, it was cool. It was their first tour. And uh, we had a little bit of a... I'm about to post a video. So uh, it's a bangering lyric video. And it's going to show some stuff that happened in, in on that run. But also uh, the song bangering. Yeah. You know the thing I learned on this tour... Oh, sorry, this run. Oh, oh. Man, you <laughs> get it right. Guys, I don't want to get in trouble. Just so, stipulated. What I learned on the run is that Minnesotans are the Canadians of America. They are really, really nice. Really friendly. Like, oh, yeah, you know. I'm taking that in. But, yeah, I think that's true. I think that's true. Um, At least in that town, the, what we what I experienced. That from, town was beautiful. Oh, my so God. So pretty. We played by a lake, right? Yeah, and, and in between mountains. Yeah, it was super yeah, cool. It was pretty rad. Um but housekeeping stuff first, or hive keeping. Um, what do we got? What do we got this week? City of Auburn. That band deserves your attention, and and we're stoked that they are the first uh, real, uh, real other than Raven Hill and our own projects. They're the first band that we decided to work with because uh, they had such a quality product. So yeah, I'm I'm very excited about it. It, it was a band that just reached out to me randomly and I was yeah. like, this is such a good record. People need to hear this. We hit the lottery on that one. Yeah. It completely <laughs> fell into our laps in the best way possible. We completely gelled with them. Mm-hmm. Just great, great dudes, great music, a lot of fun. Have y'all heard the, uh, Tyler Collins, stuff as it's progressing. Oh man. That newest mix that Johnny sent was really really good i'm super stoked on that that's gonna be a beautiful record yeah and that doesn't come out until next year right are we accurate on that that's that's when it's coming yeah, out yeah like tentatively this. we're still yeah. figuring out dates. uh but uh that'll be interesting because um, it'll be i love that we have so many different things on this uh release uh schedule uh we had the raven hill records uh, uh, record and then we have the city of auburn and then we have words coming out sometime next year, beginning of next year, and Tyler, uh, Ethan Tyler's thing, exactly. and 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 they all are kind of a different flavor of a great thing. So, mm-hmm. oh for sure. Um, uh, any other hive keeping? Let's see. Producer dudes, producer dudes. Yes, uh, we got some cool stuff in the works that we confirmed and are working on this week. Uh, I guess we can talk about it. It's, yeah, we just yeah. can't show it. Yeah, we just can't show it. Uh, or it could be unlisted or whatever. Uh-huh. Um, we got selected to do to be one of the YouTube channels that reviews the new Misha Mansour uh, Tone Forge uh, plugin, 
And if you don't know what that is, if you're not into recording or anything like that, it's essentially a guitar simulator uh, effect that you can use in recording software to get really good guitar tones. And Misha Mansoor, if you don't know, he's the guitar player for, or one of the guitar players for the band Periphery. Killer guitarist. He's been highly regarded as far as his, his tone and just knowledge of recording. So it's really exciting that he is releasing this plugin and uh, we got selected to be one of the people to demo it to kind of show it off. So yeah. that's going to be a part of our producer dudes thing. Uh, I got it this weekend, started playing with it. So far, it's incredible. I'm so stoked to share this with everybody. And so, I'll be playing with it tonight. <laughs> yeah, dude. So that, that was something that uh, we have going for us that we're really, really stoked about for producer dudes. I think that'll... Uh, uh, Joey Sturgis Tones is a company that made it, and uh, they're going to be putting some marketing behind it. So I think that'll be cool for us. I'm excited. Yeah, that's pretty huge and and so huge in a world that I don't understand um, <laughs> that you posted it. You sent it to the group text, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then by Johnny's reaction, I go, oh, this is big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it a. Uh, a correlatable uh, analogy for you. Movies, maybe movies, or a vocalist, or a it band would be like... like you being asked to go uh, be involved in director's cutting a film, or oh, like no. like being like sitting in on the initial uh, showing of it, and God, them asking that. you to give a review for it. I'd love that. Song. And they would tell you when you could like post a, like it. Like a Tarantino, is it Tarantino level? Are we talking like what, I mean? They're, they're probably the or maybe me being uh, at. A panelist at like a South by Southwest. Like, no, not not like a South by Southwest. I think like in the middle of those two. South, yeah, they're, South I would say Southwest. they're they're definitely one of the biggest up and coming plug-in manufacturers. I would say right now they're definitely putting out great content, great quality plugins that I use all the time. And that's uh, rad. It, I love <coughs> it that it's someone that you guys use. Oh, like, for sure. Oh yeah. And and I. I have no, I still have no idea. That's the world we live in. That's what's so cool. We live in a world where a couple hundred thousand people can know who Raven Hill is or know what the hive is and still no one know who. Yeah. Who uh, I think the compressor used in your vocal was from this company. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's, it's, I use a lot of plugins that they make on the Raven Hill record. I use like the finality a lot as a good limiter and I use the yeah, gain reduction, on a lot of vocals and, Nice. Yeah, great, yes. great stuff. So if you like your latest I'm release, these guys. <laughs> you're supposed to do it all together. Oh, man, I missed, I missed opportunity. This is a failure. Josh, I think you expect too much from us. <laughs> no, I said from now on we cough and sneeze and burp. How come none of y'all uh, fart when I fart? Because I don't fart in front of people. Boom. <sighs> I, don't, and, I don't like burp. No one, no one else can fart as much as you <laughs> Well, I think it's more like the content than the qual like the quality of the fart versus the quantity. Because the they're sounds, memorable. Yeah, like remember when you woke up the second God, night of tour? I can't believe we're talking about this, but <laughs> we, it's it's worth talking about. We were at our, uh, Raven Hill's original drummer uh, John Raby's house, and we pulled in late at night after driving all night through Shelbyville, uh, from Shelbyville to Southern Illinois, and we were in. <laughs> In a room, and uh, and it was the next morning, and I literally got woken up by a, <laughs> but it sounded perfect, <laughs> <laughs> like it was a, like a trumpet. He thought the rapture happened. I thought it was a three. I saw Kirk Cameron. I bet <laughs> you if we recorded it, I bet you if we recorded it, it would have been the perfect, uh, all three the same tone. I mean, it would have been perfect, and I, I, I literally rolled over, and I saw that you, Kalen, was up also. I go, did you hear that? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. I was like, does that sound like a perfect trumpet? Like, if I could It was like a that, middle C or something like, like that. Like, if I could sample that, I would have used it. I mean, like, I'm not even mad. I'm impressed. <laughs> like, like <laughs> that woke me up. I got up after that. I was like, yeah, totally. I mean, that. It was just something special, and I was, nothing I was going to dream about, go back to bed and dream about, was going to be better than that. So, but, yeah. 
So I had a, a couple questions for y'all that I wanted to talk about in the podcast. Interesting. Right. Um, <laughs> so first off, what is your number one like time killer on tour? Because I discovered a brand new one of mine. Driving. Driving. <laughs> driving. <laughs> yeah, man, you dominated as far as driving goes. Like I, I would have done the whole thing if I wouldn't have got sick. Dude, yeah, I didn't take a shift until like the last day. And and I, I drove a lot the last day. You like, did, and, but, and I'm glad you did because, I mean, real quick. The reason I drive so much is because it is therapeutic for me. I don't mind driving. Um, I love, I love looking around like the idea that we're traveling. Like just every time I get out on the road, this is going to sound real deep. Are you crying? No. Uh, (laughs) Wipe those tears, Josh. (laughs) I remember one time on one of the first real tours I ever went on. I remember I was, it was like day four or five of that tour. And we were going from like Nashville to, to Knoxville. And I thought we're in our van, night rainbow, Superman. And I remember looking and I go, Johnny cash drove this road to go play a show in Knoxville or Nirvana drove it, uh, drove this road to go see, or the Foo Fighters at one time in a 15 passenger van. And I go so many, of the people that I care about have traveled this road and have looked at the same things to the left or right. I'm on that road. And to me, and I'm going to play a place where people care about what I'm singing or doing or saying. And so to me, it's, it's, uh, it's my church almost like when I'm driving and I'm looking and I'm listening to music, like we're, we're listening to a lot of different music that time but i kind of put my music on uh like random and sometimes those moments would be just perfect you know i was like i think even said to you guys like this song is perfect for where we're driving right now Mm -hmm. like uh and and to me i'm always looking for those moments where it almost seems like god's talking to me while i'm driving and so that is the number one reason why i drive so much number two we're driving my ford flex i'm pulling a trailer and and I always get nervous in doing that. And number, and I would rather if it's something going to go wrong with it happen while I'm driving. That makes not sense. why I wanted you guys. Cause I don't want to put you guys in a situation like, Oh, he probably thinks I did something stupid. It didn't happen while he was driving. It happened while I was driving. And, and now I don't want you guys to feel bad for something. I would have clearly said this would have happened to anybody. I shouldn't be pulling this trailer with this thing, but I do it because it, it makes financial sense. But right. Cool. Well, I discovered uh, I'm a mad Nintendo 2DS player in that backseat. I think we all knew that. Already. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, not like we, surprising. Yeah. So I don't know if you all played Zelda or Ocarina of Time. Yeah, back yeah. in the day I did. Yeah. So when I, when I left the vehicle. Ocarina is what you said? Ocarina. I thought it was Ocarina. Uh, it's, but probably you're right. I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? Uh, uh, let me, uh, I don't know why when you said Ocarina, I go, I don't like I'm that. A, I'm, I'm going to embody all. Johnny real quick. They're just words or sounds. Yeah, they're just they're, they're, they're all made they're up sounds. They're all we noises make. we just make. You know what I mean. <laughs> Every word's made up. I know. Um, and so I was playing Ocarina of Time. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> the Macarena of Time. Macarena of Time. It came and, uh, out roughly around the same time. So I got all the way to the Spirit Temple, which is the last temple before the last boss. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I that's, wait. That's you're some, saying that's the progress you made on this run. Yeah. Uh, day three day three because you got the, the you got it when we were in that's uh, right yeah, because we, you, yeah. so we were in marion and you yeah. go i i need to go trade in my vita for a, a <laughs> ds two ds two ds yeah um <laughs> oh, what i what i was am, amazed at is your guy's ability to sleep like i i've if i wasn't sick on the way back i don't think i could have slept and i didn't even sleep that well because I have a hard time sleeping. I don't think we slept well. Room. I think we just slept. No, <laughs> I will sleep anywhere and everywhere on yeah, command. Yeah, and Brady is the same way. Like, I think the I, I, like most of the people I've been in a band with, like, we, we stayed a- awake. And what was funny is that one picture I took of, like, uh, I think Johnny reached out and said, like, hey, guys, I really miss you guys because <laughs> we couldn't meet last Thursday. Uh-huh. He goes, hope you guys are having fun out there. And I literally took a, mo- a picture <laughs> of you guys asleep and me going, yeah, this is what's happening. <laughs> so crazy. We're partying. Yeah. Partying it up. 
Yeah. Which you can see that picture in the video that I'm going to, that's, yeah, it's a pretty, like, it's a pretty, uh, awesome picture. My mouth yeah, is it. like wide open. You see, I like, almost didn't add it because I thought you guys would be so, no, I don't care. No, but, I knew people, you, but when you reshared it on Facebook, I yeah. was like, eh, people can make fun of me. I don't yeah. care. It's yeah. cool. I remember my philosophy. It's funny. It's funny, man. Just do yeah. it. <laughs> it's good content, man. Um, that supersedes wasn't everything. Wasn't there something on this run that you, I go, I'm spending too much time with you. I can't say that stuff. I forget what it was. Oh, I think you made like three Asian jokes. Yeah, it was a yeah. series of Asian jokes, and you were scared because you were getting too comfortable. I'm getting making, too comfortable yeah. because you told me I can make them around Yeah, yeah. And and, I, I love and what you I go, said. I can't do it. I can't do this. Because <laughs> your reason was, you're not always going to be right next to me when I say these. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get too comfortable, and I'll be like, hey, right, Eric? And Eric's not there, and other people are there. And, and like, you're at walk and roll, yeah, and you have to explain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forget what I said, but it was. Did y'all see that video I tagged y'all in yesterday? Yes, yes. It was someone a uh, prank called a uh, <laughs> two Chinese restaurants and put them on a three-way no, conversation. No, I didn't. I didn't muted see themselves, and, it's, <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, <laughs> why you call it? <laughs> it was like, uh, uh, wait, wait, uh, you want to order Chinese food? Yeah, what do you want? No, you gonna order Chinese food? Yeah, what you want? And uh, they, it was so funny is uh, I'm used to this because growing up in a, uh, with my mom, Korean, yeah. she works at a barbershop. And usually a lot of those people that worked at the ones she worked at were Korean uh-huh. and her Asian church and stuff is they spoke their They spoke uh, Korean to each other. Right. Um, and then but my, when they spoke English to each other, it was miscommunication. It was frustrating. Yeah. Because they're trying to c- convey That's a what point. I was about to say. I was like, they're talking English to each other. Shouldn't they be able to un- figure this out? And but they there can't. Was massive confusion. Yeah, they were like, "Why you call me? I don't call you. You call me. No, you call me. Well, you want to order? I don't order. You order." And like- let me <laughs> let me tell you what the majority of what this, this is going to be episode seven or eight. 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 And this is going to be episode eight. And what's been in almost every episode are uh, we've talked about farting or or poop, and we've talked about that's gross, man. Asians. <laughs> Because we have one. We We own one. (laughs) Honey Gold Records owns one. (laughs) Well, we have a Native American as well. And on tour, uh, we went to the the lot your your house was on when you were growing up. And uh, he was telling us a story about the place. And I was like, wait, hold on. This is your people's land. (laughs) And they removed your home from your land. (laughs) (laughs) But they gave us some blankets. (laughs) Um, You got sick, right? Yeah, strip. That's so sad. Yeah. Yeah, these are great blankets. <laughs> so good. All right. Well, Surely there's nothing wrong with this deal. <laughs> oh, look at the colors. Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah. So the other question I what had. Was the other one. I asked Kaylin earlier, and I was wondering this for you because you. Well, love- real quick. Other than driving, let me tell you. I usually, if we're on the road a long time, I watch a ridiculous amount of movies or I read. So those are my two big things. Like I have my own little portable D, uh, like DVD player mm-hmm. that I bring with Your me. phone? Yeah, no, it's actually <laughs> a bigger screen than my phone because I care about movies more than that. But uh, um, uh, on my phone, I watch things like The Office over and over. Or yeah, Parks and Rec, Friends. You know, um, but uh, all that to say, or I'm in a book club with my friends. And so I'll read those books whenever I'm on the road. Nice. So that's usually what what I do. Yeah. The past time. When I'm not driving. All I did I I beat Sonic C D. <laughs> yeah, you guys on are your phone? deep on in my the phone. Video games. Which which it that game is pretty difficult just using a standard game controller. Yeah. Imagine my frustration. There's few a few moments where I was like it's like, you know, random Dude, cussing we, words there insert few, there. There were a few moments whenever we were stopped at ga- uh, to get gas, and you were still playing that game as you're walking yeah. to the f- thing. And yeah. I go, he's gonna get hit by a car. <laughs> it's it's, it's very like, likely. The fact really I'm alive is amazing. Yeah, I love I love me some Sonic the Hedgehog, man. And it's ketchup. a good it's a good game. And ketchup. All right, your second question. All right, I asked Kalen earlier, and uh, he can answer for the podcast, but I want I definitely want to get your answer for this. What is an album from a band? That you absolutely love, but you've never liked another record from the band. Oh man! Oh, you already answered it. I so did, and I, I was surprised how quickly it came to mind. Because when he first asked me, I was like, "I don't know," but yeah, I can answer that. Why don't you go ahead while I think? I'm okay. Look my phone For me, uh, and I feel like I'm a little bit of the minority on with this band. Yeah, the white guy saying he's a minority. <laughs> 
I'm so so insensitive, guys. <laughs> you the South Park episode about the swimming pool. <laughs> that's another thing I learned yeah. about you. On that's this tour. another thing. Like everything is a, is South, a South Park, Park reference. reference. <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything. And everything. I've only watched like three episodes. I mean, of my entire but you're life. always on point and it always makes sense. Like yeah. you can uh, almost always relate most things. Almost always relate most things to either an episode of Friends almost or South Park. Well, I think South Park is the greatest satire this planet's ever seen. It is pretty great. Um, and I think it's the only satire you've ever seen. <laughs> no, dude, I've seen plenty, but like this one, like I think just takes it and it, ma- it they make fun of themselves and they'll make fun of others. Like Family Guy makes fun of others. Right. They have a hard time making fun of themselves. South Park will make themselves look like idiots. Unless you're Meg. Unless you're Meg. Then you just, you're just the toilet. Exactly. It's so, like everything is com- just from that show is all funneled through Meg. Yeah. So, uh, so you're, fi- you're. Yes. Um, I never liked the band Shiodos. Um, I did never liked. I liked one song. I never liked. Oh, that's the Beatles. No, it's not. That's the full of Beatles songs. No, it's not. That's read by don't Chevelle. Talk, don't you dare. So. I never liked Craig Owens. So there was one record that they did called Illuminatio. Kalen hates the guy. Go on. No, I, I mean, I, Craig Owens, like, I'm sure he's a fine person. I just never liked his, his vocal style. And that's just my preference. It's okay. But they came out with an album, Illuminatio, which was with a different singer. And I remember was hearing... Was it Claudio? The Illuminatio? <laughs> yeah, I got you. Uh, I, made a, I made a reference to your band you like a lot. <laughs> I can't remember the name of Chris and That's why I was like, it would have totally... Like, I would have said Claudio from... I still can't... Uh, Coheed. Coheed Co- Cambria. So like, yeah. And so I was thinking, is it Claudio from... And then I thought, you know, Claudio, the only Claudio, someone saved me here. <laughs> We've out, only guys. referenced that along with poop and it's Asians. It's in uh, episode Every three. Episode. The episode title has Claudio in it. Yeah. Um, great. But band. yeah, the, the, the album Illuminatio by Chiodos, I think it's great. I heard the first or technically track two because there's like an intro track. Uh, Caves is such a good song. I was like, what? I think I heard it without knowing who the band was. It was like on Pandora. I was like, what is this? And that record, it's it sits probably in my top 10 or top 15 records. I think it's really, it's really good. I question your music. You so. do. You should, honestly. Like <laughs> I, I started making a list of my top records and I'm like, this is probably one of the worst lists is it ever. All, I'm going to take a guess. It's all from 2000 to 2008. All your favorite records. I bet you minus three. I would say like uh, 90%, 90% of them are. Of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. But that's okay. I think it's a problem. No, you can say that's your preference. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, I respect so many records that are great and that I, are older. I honestly don't think you've given those rec- those records that should be considered better than those uh, enough chance. That's the only. My, it's, I don't think you're wrong. No, I would say. I just think you're doing it wrong. <laughs> I get. I get what you're saying, and I have, and like. A lot of famous records I have given, tried to give my best fair shot, and it's hard for me. I feel like there's a major. Do you nostalgia. have a list on your thing, on your phone? Yes, and it's it's awful. It's like it's depressing let's to hear me. That. Let's hear that list because well, to me that well, remember you you still have to give your answer to mm-hmm. one album, and I'm still looking. This at is my, me revealing the I, veil of myself, and it's it's yeah. Wait, and it, people will automatically think less of me of it, but that's okay. Your, does your phone actually tell you like what you listen to the most? Uh, my iTunes, I think, might. Okay. Because I, I was it's gonna curious be a lot of, It's going to be a lot of uh, uh, Ravenhill because I listen to... Now, now here, uh, let me preface this. I'm very Obviously, like, uh, Sgt. Pepper's is, like, one of the best records. Is like, probably, arguably, the best rock best record, record of all time. Of all time. And I get that. I just don't have the nostalgia factor. Oh, my God. The Beatles? Are you serious? Oh, okay. I thought you were. At <laughs> first, I thought, I thought, oh, he's being funny. Oh, is he being serious? No, I just no, don't like, like it. Uh, oh, my gosh. I would say. Give it a solid two out of 10. I give you a solid two. Well, and that's the thing. It's like <laughs> I try to listen to those records from a perspective of the time it was made. I don't and even what care this meant about the for time the rock. it was made. It's, it's still phenomenal. It's great, oh but I don't God. have the same emotional connection to it that I have to some records that you would probably think is the worst thing ever. Yeah, so once you share your list, I'm going to share a thought. 
Okay. Uh, and start at number ten. I don't have them ordered in like preference order. Okay, I just so started just listing records that I. How I many are there? I think twelve right here. Okay, name all twelve. Okay. Uh, the first one came to mind is Silence by the bland, uh, band Blindside. Okay, so I'm going to give just a real quick thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay. okay. Thumbs up. Okay. Uh, Where are you at? Neutral. Okay. Neutral. Uh, the, band, the record Fiends by Chasing Victory. Never heard of it. Neutral. Never liked Chasing Victory, so... Your band, your friend Ethan Luck produced that record. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> he's, he's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I like, like uh, <laughs> God. Okay. And then people d- make mistakes every day. <laughs> uh, for personal, for a lot of personal nostalgia purposes. Real quick, Ethan, if you by chance you listen to this, I'm not saying your produ- production was a mistake. I'm making a joke. I never even listened to that record. Probably. I love you, Ethan. But, you're um, doing it wrong. But you, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just telling you you're doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, Sleepwalking by Memphis Mayfire, only because I have a lot of like personal like relationships with that band, and I remember when that record was made, and it just you had played to- that on the way back. Yes, oh, and that was a great record. I was sitting there thinking because I became I told you this I became friends with Maddie after what record? It's right uh, before Unconditional. Yeah, after Unconditional. Yeah, and I listened to that. Uh-huh. I never listened to anything old. Right. You were playing that record, and I've listened to everything they put out since because I didn't listen to them beforehand. I knew who they were, right? And I'm just being honest, and he knows that. Uh-huh. Uh And I told I told that band that. I was like, "Hey, I just started listening to you guys because you're my friends now." And um, and they, but you were playing that record, and I was like, "This is awesome. This sounds like Maddie, but I don't think it's Maddie." Uh huh. And and then uh, and I go, "Who is this?" You go, "This is Memphis. This is my favorite record by them." Is that what you said? Yeah. Right? It's my and God, there's some parts that I was like, this is awesome. It's, it just, it was a victim of the time. It was like, it was a record that came out because of the label. It came out after the Southern kind of that fad kind of went away, yeah. like mainly kind of went away. But because it was pushed back by the label, it was kind of a, it was dead on arrival. Which so you never, listen, you and I listen, well, actually you put it on. My old podcast, Young Bud Podcast, where I interviewed Maddie a week after I met him, uh-huh. and he was saying all this. And now that I've I know him, because uh-huh. I was just getting to know him during that moment, um, and he said some things, and even about that record, I was like, "Oh, I totally see it." Uh-huh. Like he was out of his element, but he was killing it, dude. He did like I think he downplays his role in that record because yeah, I think his vocals are amazing. So but good. he was like, "Oh, it's not my thing. I didn't like it." But I, I think I know him and I know he loves such the, a good record. He loves the I think he actually loves singing the way he does in his solo stuff more than than Memphis, but Memphis is obviously he loves doing that too. It's just a different thing. It's just yeah. I think For his sure. wheelhouse in his mind is that solo stuff he does. For sure. All right. Uh next record. Uh I already mentioned it, Illuminatio Chiodus. Uh down. No. Uh, uh I like that. have you have you heard it? No, I don't have to. It's fine. <sighs> it's it's a good record. You're it's doing fine. it wrong. Yeah. Next, <laughs> uh, uh, and you're gonna hate me for this one. Uh, Collide by Skillet. Uh, I don't even want. No. It's 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 their best record by far, in my opinion. Uh, Give me the self-titled. It's 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 very it's very much like the self-titled, just more raw and more heavy. Uh, and then the EP by Sub Seven. Uh, and uh, thumbs up. Uh, self-titled the Beatle record by Seosin. The wait, what? Seosin, 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 self-titled. Oh, I thought you said the Beatle. The Beatle record, the one has the oh, Beatle on the cover. I was like, the yeah. Beatles? They did a Beatle. That's record? got voices and. Uh, yeah, it's it's Seosin, the one we played with. My old band played with them during that time. Yeah, yeah it was, must have been a great time. Yeah, uh, it's super. I don't. I, I couldn't tell you what they sound like at all. I remember we played in Effingham, Illinois. I was in a band called Forgetting Paris. And we opened up for them and another band that was on their label, but I forget who. They were well known, right? Yeah, the record it was pretty huge for me as far as like production too. Like Howard Benson did that uh-huh. record, just great drum tones. It's just everything about that record to me was great. Vocal production, super good. Uh, and this one's gonna get me a lot of a lot of crap. Uh, Mudvayne LD50. It's a good record. <laughs> I can just hear Josh dying in the corner. It's okay. Jo- Josh grew up on his uh, grandparents' records. It's okay. That's, that's, he got that lucky life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mudvayne. Uh, 
Mud. Have a, they spell vein with a Y. Who cares? Ryan didn't Martin. They ha- didn't they have okay. like different colored faces too? They like did. They, yeah, they, they did for they the first record. Their faces. First record. They did. Yeah. Only uh, one band is allowed to do that, and they are called Kiss. All right. <laughs> Kiss is awful. Uh, oh my God, you're awful, dude. Kiss is diarrhea <laughs> I can't soup stand in a can, Kiss, man. Oh dude, my God. Uh, I heard some. Uh, I listened to uh, Kiss for the first time because you know. Like I yeah. said in the past, I try to listen to old Me stuff. Me too. I'll go I through try. a couple Beatles records a year trying really hard to connect. Yeah. And then I tried with Kiss, and I'm like, dude, this oh, isn't is, rock and roll. This I is, uh, this is fluff it. pop, and they're wearing dresses. Like, <laughs> But here's the thing. Okay, <laughs> so, so, mu- so <laughs> Mudvayne, <laughs> I come at them with a, from an approach from a bass player. Because oh, I yeah. remember while I was learning bass... What my bass instructor, he was trying to connect with me on music that I liked, but had really good bass content. And Ryan mm. Martini, if you've ever seen like his, he has some solo stuff. Phenomenal bass player, amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'd argue he's in top hundred bass players. Dude, he is incredible. Like he is next wait, level. Top hundred though. Oh, That's I would that. say that hundred percent easily. Wait, wait, wait. No, I'm saying that should be pretty feasible to get. Well, no, think about it. How many bassists are there in the world? There's a lot of bassists. Don't get me wrong. I I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But can I think I could name maybe the top five, and then I don't care. Does that make sense? <laughs> that, 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 That's an insult to base. That makes sense. Okay. I'm trying not to exaggerate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I appreciate that statement. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, yeah. I. But I would say, like, if you're famous and you play bass, like you, you should be pretty insulting if you're not in the top hundred. Well, think about this. Fallout Boy, huge. Pete. Average bass player. Very yeah, bad. Yeah, totally. I, but I hate Fallout. World famous band, though. And so I think that rubric isn't No, isn't no, no, good. no, 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 no. I, for sure, Pete Wentz does not belong in that, that top 100. Uh, Matt Freeman from Rancid deserves to be in the top 10. Uh, I don't, wouldn't say top 10, but he's up there. I, I need to hear more. He's, he's a good bass player. He's a great pick bass player. I would mm-hmm. say he's a great pick bass player. Does he play pick? I yes. thought he was. Okay. Yeah, to my knowledge. But like, okay. but I see, saw videos. That I think yeah, because one of my favorite bass players of all time is Hunter from AFI. Back on their punk days, he goes all over that bass neck. He's he's the driving force behind rhythm, and I would still consider him maybe top hundred bass players. But he's my like top three personal. What if this is this is a new segment that we're gonna come up with whenever we, whenever maybe not the whole crew is here, uh, right? Like today, uh-huh. and we're going to talk about we'll pick a topic. If we know like one of us isn't going to be here, we'll pick a topic that the three of us like maybe have an opinion on and we'll say, and next time we'll be like our top 10 bassists mm-hmm. and we uh-huh. all bring our top 10 bases and we try to argue who I like whose that idea. list is better. That'll be fun. Because to me, I feel like I could pick 10 bass players and, and, and maybe we would only have like three um, uh, similarities. I think we'd all pick Flea. I'd imagine. Uh, I, I, Flea was a major influence to me, but it's like. Would we pick Sting? Not not as a bass player, as a songwriter. If we're talking yeah. about songwriters, I'd if, go if you're Sting. going strictly on bass, like songwriting versus bass we'd ability. We'd all pick Wes Claypool, but I don't like Primus at all. Right. And uh, definitely Victor Wooten is going to be up there. Victor Billy Sheehan Wooten, is Victor definitely Wooten, up there, Victor, too. I don't know who Billy Sheehan is. He's, uh, uh, he's Steve Eyes' bassist for a long time. Okay. Mr. Big. I don't know him. Uh, stupid. He's He's like. He's one of the best finger bass players. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, but I, I say Flea's up there. I think Flea is a little bit overrated, but I did learn a right. lot of, of yeah. his Matt stuff. Freeman would be one of my favorites. So. Yeah, he's I'm a great saying. bass player. Um, dude from Mudvayne, though, would be is in my top five. Yeah, he's... I couldn't tell you a single Mudvayne song. I know I listened to one song, and I go, I never want to hear this again. <laughs> I would understand that from just listening to the music standpoint. But if you oh, actually, no, I saw them, I saw their faces <laughs> in a video, and probably and, heard dig. Yeah, he heard and, dig, and I, I was like, nope. <laughs> Alejandro would be in my top five. Alejandro's great. He's a great bass player. Um, so just to finish out my list for really quickly, and so Josh doesn't, I'll just get it rip off the band aid so Josh doesn't die too quickly inside. Uh, August Burns Red Messengers. Great. Uh, P.O.D. The fundamental elements of the South Town. Mm. Uh, Under oath, define the Great Line. Mm-hmm. Lincoln Park, Hybrid Theory. Oh yeah. Refused the shape of punk to come. Maybe. <laughs> uh, shape of punk to come should be on everyone's top ten. Yeah, I'll, they, check it, I'll check it out this week. I haven't heard it. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. definitely that. If you like 
heavy music in any context, I feel like it's it should be there. Okay. What's your uh, what's your uh band answer? Like they put out a record so and you liked one record. Is it Coheed and Cambria? No. It's Coheed and Cambria. No, I actually agree with your answer too. I jammed the record on the way it's over good, here. It's good, right? I love it. Josh would hate it. All right. Seven Dust record from oh two thousand three seasons. Oh my god. Um, now you guys here's suck. this. Here's this. Oh my gosh. <laughs> ah! You didn't realize you were getting in uh, business with yeah, Didn't really good <laughs> music taste people, and then uh, your norms that you hang out with. Yeah, <laughs> no, but um, that record, I think um, he can't do any of that stuff. And anymore. Part of my degree is in musicology. Yeah, and mine's uh, music engineering. So a I'm lot of buddy. a lot of academics get a lot of things wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> so um, it's it's seasons by Seven Dust. I've not liked a single song of theirs outside of that record. Yeah. Um I haven't liked I I've I've even tried I liked to like Animosity. I like that record because they were the some of the first they were playing breakdowns before breakdowns were called breakdowns. Mm-hmm. Um but uh his singing voice on that record is really good. In the context of hardcore anyway. Um I have not heard him sing well like with that same amount of like oh damn he's singing like on any other record versus Seasons. And I yeah. think it's because of all the screaming he does cuz that it sounds like back then he wasn't doing it right. Right. Um, but that record, I love it. It is. It's got some tasty riffs and good, good songwriting. Josh, I, I actually think there's two or three songs on that record you would like. Cause it's, seven dust. Yeah, it's not all that butt rock stuff. <laughs> is that a, is that cumbersome? Did they do not seven Mary three? Listen, you're thinking of, you're I've, thinking of the wrong band. No, 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 no. <laughs> because I saw I saw seven dust on tour at Pod back in the day. And they were garbage. Now, I'm not saying them live. Because yeah, remember. I mean, I've heard their songs I, on I've watched radio. YouTube videos of them live, and I've been like, oh, yeah, dreadlocks I, would, or I would hate to go to the show. He's African-American. So, I'm just saying. He's, <laughs> I didn't talk about his it's race. I was talking about his hairstyle. But, I mean, to Eric's point, he said this is literally the only record by them that he liked. Yeah. I don't, I've watched YouTube videos. I've tried to find live ones I like. The only performance I like was their acoustic set, and I'm pretty sure they tuned the vocals. Um gross but um <laughs> josh right. i guarantee you 10 percent of your bands you love don't tune their vocals wait say that say what say that again yeah say <laughs> say it again i said okay it, let me, let I me would say let, post, let me, post yeah let me rephrase post that post 2000 10 percent of the bands you love uh don't touch their vocals don't oh the other 90 do yes is what you're saying yeah i don't post care uh, i don't care I think it's stupid. <laughs> I mean, I would never do that. Yeah, I know. But, but that's uh, why I bring it up because I know. Yeah, you but I know, I know that there people make mistakes all the time. <laughs> Once again, Ethan, that's not towards you. Yeah, yeah. But see, uh, when the singer makes the mistake, though, the recording engineer, mixing engineer, fixes it. Yeah, it's stupid. You should just <laughs> sing correctly. Um, I have two answers because. Um, because going through real quick, I bet you there's a better answer than these two. Fair enough. This but, is off the uh, top of your head, slightly. Uh, but I went uh, through my uh, um, uh, my library real quick and was like just kind of speeding through. There's so much music in here. My first one is so much music. My, so much. too many. <laughs> it really is. Guys, sorry. guys I just have so Here much music on no, my phone. I, I believe you. Like yeah. your actual iTunes catalog is probably my Spotify catalog. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, uh, and well, we'll talk about that another day. But my first one is My Chemical Romance. So, mm, yummy, the Black yummy, Parade. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Black Parade is a phenomenal. That's record. a damn good record. It's good, and record. that's the only record I. I own the whole record. I, I've mm-hmm. listened to other songs uh, and I like other songs off other things. But as if we're talking about records mm-hmm. that I thought, I thought black parade was a great marriage of the, just the angry angsty punk stuff going on. Yeah. And then some classic vibey stuff. That being said, I saw them live. They're great. I, I, I saw, I, I, I like, like I said, I, I like a couple other songs that were on other records, but I never went out and bought that record. Only other band. Well, go ahead. If, you have if I could go ahead. back in time and see one band live, I could not see today. It'd be My Chemical Romance. Really? Yeah. So they're they're in my. That's the wrong answer again. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Beatles is the right answer. Led Zeppelin. Dude, I or think... Otis Redding. 
I listen to the Beatles. Or Nirvana! I hate Nirvana. I don't like Nirvana no. at all. Oh, no, God. okay. Nirva- I th- Nirvana, I, I do love. No, I do I love Nirvana. I'm not popular at all for this opinion. I think Nirvana and the Beatles are the most overrated bands of all time. The reason you think that, because they deserve like 90% of the praise they get. And the other 10%, you're like, oh, we all get it. Those are great bands that, mm-hmm. that did everything. But the reason they, they, they're there is because <laughs> they deserve the 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 i agree high point i think on a non-personal subjective point of view exactly if it's objectively of course yeah the beatles is probably the greatest band of all time but yeah and through my lens i connect with diddly dick of anything (laughs) they've done except for there's an eagles song that i think one of the beatles members was on called uh silly love songs paul mccartney i'm sure it's paul mccartney wait why why eagle you like the Eagles? I don't like the Eagles at all. But okay. Silly Love Songs is a beautiful song. <laughs> you can't see this, but Josh just like faces on his microphone. I just don't know what to do here. <laughs> Guys, okay, this so, is the hey, last episode hey. of The Hive. <laughs> no, <laughs> is my nose bleeding? Because I think I'm having aneurysm. Josh, I'm curious. So I think this would be... this would be uh, last one real quick? Yeah. That was the thing. Okay. Is Toxicity by System of a Down. Dude, great really? record. Yeah. Such that a good record. That so good. It is really good. And that's the only record I ever listened to by them. Yeah, I'd you, agree. That's, you didn't like BYOB? That's off that record, isn't it? No. No. That's, I like that song then. Okay, that's just a single off another song you yeah. like. Okay. Break up! But yeah, that, that yeah. is a great record. That's Chop Suey. Oh, Chop Suey. That is Chop Suey. Yeah. So BLOB is, what's that? Why what? don't presidents fight the war? Why do they always yeah, send the war? Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. yeah. That guitar riff, that tick a tick That's one of the best riffs of all time. Everybody's going to Yeah, I love the like kind of hip-hop influence on that. It's so good. But okay, so Josh, I'm interested. So, because I've here's the thing, I have always tried to be honest with myself about what I genuinely like, and yeah. I'm not trying to like something because you're supposed to like it. Exactly. No, I get so, it. I get so so I've always and I've I've jammed like, and I'll go through phases where I jam the entire Beatles discography because it's like I should invest time into this because yeah. I know it's important, and but I know you it's just important. don't get into it, and I. There are some songs, the more I've listened to it, it's like I start to connect more with it. But it, I wouldn't, if I'm honest with myself, I really have to try, like, really hard. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it takes but, effort for me to sit through an entire record from them. That, that like, blows I, me away. But I also, a lot of it. No, maybe it's because my parents uh, and other friends and family have let, uh, at a very young age, mm-hmm. uh, I knew that, oh, this band's important. Yeah. That's the point I was going to make earlier. I think what you grow up listening to, obviously, duh, uh, contributes to that because you probably had the luxury of parents um, and that friends and family about the old music. that, like, really, like Lily, my girlfriend, her Lally. dad, Lally, uh, her dad has like a bunch of like old school records, like Rolling Stones Does and stuff. He want to get rid of those? He might. Let me know. I'll, I'll let you know because I'm going to use a timeout real quick. I stayed <laughs> in a relationship for way too long. Because her dad had <laughs> the greatest vinyl collection I'd ever seen in my life. And I tell Megan every day, I was like, no one in that family is going to, uh, uh, like, none of, none of that dad's kids are going to appreciate, are gonna appreciate <laughs> what he has. And when he passes away, they might just throw him away. And I, I, I sit up at night thinking about that. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> like, it's a problem. And I thought about next time I'm in the car in my area, just kind of like stopping by and go, hey, Mr. I don't want to say the name, but hey, Mr. Watson. So um, I got 20 bucks. When I, get, I was when like, I, <laughs> I just want to let you know that uh, I sit here and uh, in my mind and think about that vinyl collection. And I know that if, if you want to put me in your uh, will to get those, when you pass away, I will I will cherish them like no one else will, <laughs> and yeah. I probably will do this. You probably will. Well, what are some? My question is: yeah, What yeah, are a couple true. records that you say you need to go listen to this? And I will listen to them this week, and I'll come back next week and give you my thoughts. Oh, on them. we should each give one and come back next week. Oh God! I'm gonna have to listen to Seven Dust. <laughs> no, oh, no, 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 no! My God! I'm about to drop my first f bomb on this podcast. 
No, I won't pick Seven Dust. Uh, uh, no, because here's this. Pick. Uh, I think we should pick something we think the other person will like if they gave it an honest chance. Man, man, I'll take one from each of you. <laughs> and vice versa. Yeah. Uh, and that's. I'm okay with this. And I'm okay with this. Homework. Offer me like a Beatles or an old school record that you think like maybe I. Because here I'll, I'll say this. I've never liked ACDC, but the older I've gotten and the more I've like tried to pay attention to um, recordings and stuff, yeah, I appreciate a lot of their songs a lot more. ACDC was such just a badass rock and roll band oh. that put on a badass and show. And I've always felt that way. And I respect them for that. <laughs> yeah, I respect but them I for know. that. But, I know. but I've never like... Cause like, like I'm never going to throw on an ACDC record and be like, yeah, man, this is I the do. Yeah, I do, I, and that's awesome. Me and, and my I, kids there are do. definitely people who do that in the world. Just that that but riff, I, like I listen. I listen to, I you know who I almost used as my one record, and you're gonna think I'm crazy. Uh-huh. Under oath, mm-hmm. uh, until we listen to their newest record, and I go, I like this record. That disqualified them from this discussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah because th- that I like you're only chasing safety. You're only chasing safety. Uh-huh. I don't like to define the great line. I thought that was like one or two good songs, but like I yeah. I don't I just didn't care. And mm-hmm. I I'm not going to even going to lie. Like when that record came out because because it's who I am, like it was so hyped. I was like, I don't I don't like it that much. Yeah. And then then I because, Define the great line? Yeah. That album was too heavy for me when it came out. But then I I wised up It and hurt realized. my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> it made me feel small in my world. <laughs> No, um, but no, uh, so so yeah. Like, I gotta think about this for a second because I want to pick. A I'm glad record. you like that new Underworld record because I thought you might. I actually do like it. I was surprised how much I liked it, and so uh, and Underworld has always been that that band. Like I mean, I was when I was in Forgetting Paris, we did a Underworld night where we mostly only did uh, they're only chasing safety. Yeah, on a great record night, and. Uh, and what's the first song on the uh, Young and Inspiring? Young and Inspiring. We did that song too, I think. And yeah, cool. so, all that to say, I, I, I just always thought they were a little overhyped, and and because I thought they were way better bands of that era that deserved attention. I think the reason for that though is I think it was very normal for Christians in two thousand to two thousand four that if you were a Christian, you only listened to Christian music. Thus, you looked for a Christian band that was in your scene under oath fit that bill. And it was the only band like that at that level, I think in just the Christian. Niche. And, and it did cross over into mainstream market really well. And yeah, so I think it POD. was like a com- combination of, it was like the perfect place. It was like the right time, the right music for the right time and the mm-hmm. right audience. Yeah. I think, constantly. but I think if you weren't only looking through the lens of Christian music, then you could have seen a lot more bands that were obviously better. Yeah. I, th- I think that I be wasn't a fair looking at uh, see I, by the time Under Oath came out, I wasn't only exclusively Christian music. I was very much, but that's kind of always been my thing. Like I've always looked outside the boundaries, mm-hmm. and I only liked the Christian music that seemed on par with everything else I was listening mm-hmm. to. And see, I was fifteen when that stuff was coming out, fifteen, sixteen, mm-hmm. and so I was You're just a baby. I'm a baby. I was just getting my own car. I was just buying my own CDs and stuff, and I was really into Mudvayne. Uh, I was into My Chemical Romance. I was into uh, any other band that started with them. Yeah, um, MXP. Oh, another Madonna. record I would I would put Madonna. on my list potentially <laughs> that would make Josh cringe Mastodon. is uh, Wonder What's Next by Chevelle. <laughs> Look, I assume that there are people listening to this podcast that are like, Josh is an idiot. You guys are. Uh, no, uh, it's probably I fully am aware and don't care that most people are probably like Kalen's an idiot for his musical taste. Yeah. And that's OK. The amount of times I said to Cody and Cameron, they're probably like, he's a dick. No, let me tell you what. <laughs> I don't mind. Because <laughs> I'm about to sound like you, a big jerk. Yeah, get ready for this. I, do, <laughs> yeah. I don't mind that you guys like the music that you're listening to. It's like I don't mind that you guys like music. Yeah, I mean, there's a part of me that wants to say that, but I always say you can listen to whatever you, you can listen to. Family Force Five, if you want to, but no, but I because that's your music is subjective and whatever feels good, it makes you feel good and and special and pretty uh you can listen to that um but 
and and you should stick by what you like and and know why uh, like uh, don't let me sway you because i'm sitting here going no you're wrong oh, uh, <laughs> <I'm pretentious. yeah. laughs> but I'm kidding. i actually i mean because but you got to be willing for me to yeah. be be able to say no that's oh that's yeah the wrong well decision. that's the fun part yeah yeah um, and i have th- no problem telling you i disagree with you with music oh we know uh, <laughs> um and i could be like 10 years down the road i could be this is a time capsule i could be looking back on this and be like i was a complete idiot or i could still be like oh yeah i still jammed those records i'm hoping that's the case yeah i'm hoping that because i think I, 20 years from now we're gonna be like uh, 2000s and 2010s like that's bad because that's how i feel about 80s music that's how I feel about '80s music too. I like '80s, some. in my opinion, is the worst decade for music. I agree. Really? Yeah, and that's yeah. I would argue. I'm very much the advocate for '50s, '60s, and '70s. Oh, I know and that. And then '90s. See, and I, I would argue. Uh, I think the '90s had some of the biggest you hits. Watch your mouth. But right I think now. as a whole, you things are were weaker. Wrong. <laughs> um. 90s is selective for me. I like 90s. there's a lot of 90s I love, and then there's a lot of 90s I, I can't don't like. Wait for something like the 90s to happen again, dude. Uh, give, because, give it five years. Give it five years. Because, 80s just came back. Um, because that's whenever everything. Think about what was popular right before the grunge era, and this is why the 90s is so important. This is why Nirvana is so important because they ushered in. The recklessness and the danger of rock and roll. I agree, and that's why when you and, think and of 90s, they got back into songwriting. Right. When you think about '90s, name the top five artists you think about. This is Magic '95 in Lawton, Oklahoma, coming to okay. you. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I think of uh, Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. I think of Nirvana. Yeah. I think of Sugar Ray for some reason. Okay. I just want to fuck. No, you don't have to sing it. We know. <laughs> um, God, and then there's stuff like Cher. Okay. Uh, which brings like my bar down on yeah. the 90s. Um, and uh, Eminem. Okay, so here's there's your problem. Mm-hmm. You start off great with Smash Pumpkins. And, and then who was the second one? Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. And, and I love Smashing and Pumpkins. Even, and even... Um, uh, who's Eminem? Mm-hmm. I think he's a great artist. Oh, he's a wonderful uh, artist. The other two have like a stain on them, mm-hmm. and so I don't ever think of Cher or Sugar Ray. You know what? I think of Foo Fighters. Yeah. I think of Toadies. I think of uh, Pearl Jam. I think of Rage Against the Freaking Machine. Yeah, mm-hmm. Rage like, was one of my. I mean, but I can't stand Pearl Jam. I'm sorry. I, uh, Pearl Jam's the only band. That he ha- he the third testicle singer that I actually like. like I, I want to like Pearl Jam because they get uh you're gonna laugh at me for this. Uh, Coyton Cambria is uh they get compared to them a lot with the parts of the music that are. No, that's uh, fine. I expect you to make at least one Coheed and Cambria reference yeah. at least every episode. Well, so Pearl Jam is a band I try to get into because of the fact that no, yeah, never mind. I, I'm surprised you don't like them. Rewinding, I'm thinking of Pink Floyd. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I could see that. I've never been a big, a big Pink Floyd fan. Me neither. I respect the hell out of them, mm-hmm. but I've never been a fan. Yeah, let's see. That's I how I am with a lot records. of a lot of mm-hmm. artists that you probably regard in the highest right. Mm-hmm. I mean, tier. I have a I have a list of like my favorite records that have come out since I was alive, and I have my favorite. That's of all fair. Time. And it, because they're two different type of lists. Yeah, and, and I'd say mine is very much personal. since I've been alive. And and I have tried to venture out outside of that because I realize it is important. And I think it is, as a musician, it is necessary for me to know where music I enjoy, just on an entertainment level, where it came from. And you want to see the pretentiousness come out of me. Yeah. With this next statement. Do it. It is an absolute miracle that you are considered a part of Ravenhill. <laughs> with that list. <laughs> I know. Because... I have always said I would not have, uh, and I'm not saying that you you're this, but like if you if I would have asked you like what's your top ten records and you gave me that crap, right? I would have been like, <laughs> I would have been like, yeah, you can't be in the band. 
But see, like, but I recorded I, your record. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think that philosophy is flawed, though, because if I'm making a band, I want maybe one person to share my interests and everyone to be different. No, not whenever Ravenhill believes its foundation to be the bands that... But you're like, the foundation of the band. True. But I want everyone to have the same, same uh, starting point. I don't care where the finish line takes us. Mm-hmm. That starting point needs to be uh, Beatles. Led Zeppelin. Now, Johnny I think, Cash. I think Jim if you asked a question differently, you would get those answers. Yeah. It's like, what records do you think are the most important for the sake of music? Yeah. And uh, uh, I would completely. And then our list would look a lot like that because we know that. Yeah. And, and uh, I, I say that to, uh, to, to echo the pretentiousness that I portray in your thing. But I've always said I will almost never work with a band or an artist that hasn't done their homework. And you have done your homework. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, because you know that it's important to do your homework. Mm-hmm. If we were to, if, if, if you told me, yeah, I've just never really listened to anything, uh, before the nineties, like it's just, oh, ah, no. it's old and whatever. I don't care. Well, you have to like, know where like, I have met so many bands that be like, eh, it's old. I don't like it. And I'm like, yeah, you're an idiot. No, like I've taken classes on like American and music history yeah. and like gone back me to Tim Pan Alley. That's me. Just doing it myself. Yeah. But but I just got yeah. to take it in college and I was stoked. That's I was awesome. like, Sweet. I'd love to take that call. Dude, college. it was it was one of the most like rewarding classes I've ever in that yeah. and I took several that were encompassed. I think it's American so important history, to know it's good. where we came from to have a direct knowledge of where music's going. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh and, and that's why I think in the next five years, like grunge, like a freaking um rusty ship. Yeah. Dude, like I loved them live uh, on all their like grunge heavy songs. Well, they're I was very like, Nirvana influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now, here's this. I don't care for Nirvana too much, but I know the vibe that comes off of that and I could just like slide into it. Yeah. But I'm not going to put it on when I'm driving around. Yeah. Like if I'm watching a live band, I love grunge because there's some kind of energy there that isn't in almost any other and kind of music. And even Kurt Cobain didn't like Nevermind because he thought it was too poppy and too polished right now um have you guys um i'm trying to compile my list of song, uh, albums to give y'all uh-huh. are y'all you guys already know up and down uh bleed american by jimmy Eat world right yeah, yeah. that's okay. a phenomenal that's one of my favorite records of all time yeah that's a okay. good answer all right um that's in my top 10 i, I it deserves to be there mm-hmm. all right so what what songs would you uh what albums would you suggest to one another oh man so here's what i'm thinking I think for you, like the problem with the two of you is like you hold the production value way too high with older music. Just con- uh, things weren't there. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually appreciate a lot of the great sounding records of that time because of that. Like, I, like okay. I was saying earlier, ACDC, yeah. the, um, Back in Black, when that when the drum still comes sounds in. as huge as it yeah. could those that kick drum sounds fatter than most kick drums today in metal music but it's and it's just a microphone on the kick drum you know what i mean and i uh-huh. i i've heard some stuff and this could be completely wrong but i've heard that they even did some like dual tracking of drums on old acdc stuff oh i believe it man because the, yeah, the, like, the snare is fat and believe it or not no matter what microphones or pre's i have in front of me i have a hard time getting a snare to sound that fat like on its own without like a crap ton of plugins or samples. Like I think we're in the sample generation where if you want to get that at home, you got to drop samples, but they were able to achieve like sampleless music that sounds as big and thick. Like as I even have today. Steven Slate ACDC drum samples. Oh, and I bet the snare sound just, yeah, they're <laughs> huge. Yeah. So, so I do appreciate old records for that kind of stuff. All right. Then I, I think I'm, are you a Led Zeppelin fan? I I mean I like I like Led Zeppelin. Mad uh, respect. Um, but you've never listened. To I've listened to a, a no. I've I've definitely listened to all the records. Yeah, a record or two. And I've I've actually learned a few songs on guitar from them just because I feel like I should. As my, a, my buddy Alex, his older mm-hmm. brother, um, was visiting home from uh, Baylor University, and we went to go hang out with him. And um, we go to his apartment, and he's like, "Guys, check this out!" And he puts on this live uh, concert of Led Zeppelin. And he's like, oh, my God, listen to the guitar solo. And he's just running around. The, he's one of those, like, openly flamboyant people that, that yeah. isn't afraid to express his body and everything. Uh-huh. And he's just running around the room. And he's like, dude, this solo is just 
screaming sex. Oh my God. And he's just like, he's freaking out. And he's like, this is so amazing. And uh, he was talking to his dad about it. And his dad's just like getting stoked because like one of his favorite records of all time is getting a son to go like, oh my God, the amount of depth and just emotion in this, like, listen to this. And he's just like, oh my God. And he's like freaking out. And his dad's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, well, uh, so because of that, I checked out a few records. I would tell you to go listen to Led Zeppelin's four. Uh, and only because I think that you guys would be better fan, more, more likely to be fans of Led Zeppelin than you are Beatles. And Beatles for me, you've already listened to Sergeant Pepper. Right. And, uh, and you know, the importance of Sergeant Pepper. Oh, for sure. Uh, if I was going to tell you to go listen to Beatles, I, I, I would probably say, let it be or, or, uh, Revolver's pretty phenomenal, but yeah, uh, Revolver's but, probably my personal favorite Beatles uh-huh. record. Uh, but but I'm just thinking production wise too, like what uh, like what would intrigue you? And I also think the White Album is pretty great when it comes to production, but there are a lot of bad songs on that. I always end up liking Ringo songs the best. Oh my god! I know, I know that's the <laughs> wrong answer. Family Guy has made that perfectly clear. That's the wrong answer. <laughs> But every time uh, Lily will show me Beatles songs, nah, like, she'll go through like five or six, <laughs> and I'll be like, I like the second and fourth one. She's like, yeah, those are uh, Ringo songs. I'm like, oh, man, I'm a douche. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, go listen to Led Zeppelin 4. Okay. That's your homework. That's Ka- it. Kaylin? I just gave you a uh, like a fun thing to do. You're welcome. <laughs> cool. Kalen? I'm going to um, listen to them in my studio, by the way. Yeah, you should. I'm trying to think of... Because obviously I'm trying to think of something that would be... You're something trying to sway me on something. Sway you on something. Okay. Yeah. Like, it's important to me that you guys have a um, a, a a good respect and hopefully slight fanaticism for Led Zeppelin, Ray Charles. Man, maybe I should have you listen to Ray Charles' record. You better pick. Uh, that'll be the next one. That'll be the next one. <laughs> Just I, because... Uh, because, and I, I don't know if you've listened to it at all, but I will say, because your friend Ethan Luck produced the record. Chasing Victory. I'll say Chasing <laughs> Victory Fiends is going to be your homework. I'm going to call Ethan and get his thoughts on this. Hey, what's, he, what's, what's your synopsis on your record? Yeah. You go? <laughs> Chasing Victory. I want to say that we played a show with Jason probably. Victory. You probably. I, got, I saw them back, back probably in your uh, I call, Paris days. I call ambulance. Is that or uh, I call it that? It's it's the I record after that. Abandonment. Sorry. Abandonment. That's the first. That's like their first full length. But so that's the one you want me to read. No uh, feeds. Fiends. What's y'all's uh, AFI history? Um, uh, I haven't. I, I I've had, listened to a few records, but I and a few songs here and there, but I've never given them a legitimate chance. I've seen them in concert like three times. I've only seen and them I like once. Them. You like them? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to avoid that band then. I had, uh, these are the records I had by them. I have um, Seeing the Sorrow, yeah, Art that. of Drowning, Black Sails in the Sunset. You have all the Very best Proud ones. of You, Shut Your Mouth, and Open Your Eyes. Okay. And then Answer That, Say, Stay Fashionable. All right, I you, have those records. You got the good, the good half. I know. I know. <laughs> it, mine was going to be Seeing the Sorrow. Okay, which oh yeah, I'll jam that. I need to jam that record again. It's a, it's a good refresher for sure. Um, have you guys listened to Johnny Cash? A lot of Johnny Cash. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have. I, ha- I haven't yeah. in like, a while. Have you listened to like live from San Quentin yeah, or, yeah. or live from Folsom? Yeah, like you that have whole to. Thing. Yeah, but uh, it's been a bit though. I I'll, I I will have to. Have you heard? Uh, we we talked about it earlier, but I can't remember if you've you've actually heard it. Reliant K's "Forgive and Not Forget and Not Slow Down." It's one with the I've trees. heard all their CDs because whenever uh, Forgetting Paris was a thing, everybody in that band loved that band. Okay. And so I've heard all their CDs. I I don't like them. Okay, fair enough. There are a couple songs I thought were all right, but like as a whole, I just, me. I'm going to throw you a curveball. Did you hear uh, Taylor balls. Swift's 1989? Yes, I liked it. It's a beautiful record. Yeah, it's a great record. Very good. Um, you fan of the 1975? Yeah, I love them. Good, man. I have the right answers. <laughs> <laughs> Don't act so surprised. Oh, you know what? 
I got one for you. You're going to hate it. Um, Pierce the Veil. Yeah, no. Misadventures? Never. never Misadventures. Misadventures. And here's the thing. I did not like Pierce the Veil at all. And I still like don't have a very positive thought thought about them, but Eric told me to check out that record, and I actually have some positive feelings towards them after listening to that record. Yeah. Misadventures. Okay. Um, I think that record, whether you like them or not, the actual music itself and production of a song and songwriting, every band should follow suit in the way they do stuff. Uh, not genre, but just uh, every chorus is different. Every verse gets dynamically more intense. Like nothing stays static. And okay. I think that's something that's lost in today's music. And uh, I think was getting lost in the 90s versus 70s, 60s, and 80s music. Uh, always adding like <laughs> hand percussion, verse two. And then like a new synth on verse, you mm-hmm. know, the, the next chorus and stuff. And songs are always evolving. And I think near the end of the 90s, or early 2000s, songs stayed more static. Yeah, well, that was because in the late 80s, when hair metal became a thing, they started adding way too much, including makeup, to their faces. <laughs> so and, and volumizer and everything. So the grunge became as a part of a rebellion that like, hey, we're not going to be all prettied up like women. We're going to be we're going to wear what lumberjacks wear because it's just what we wear. And, and we're not going to. We don't. Then came the hipsters. Yeah. And so, um, so that's, I, I can't wait. And I think we're actually in the middle of it, um, with bands like two feet and, and, uh, uh, Bastille and, and, and even, uh, uh, Rex Orange County and K Flay and Sir Sly that I think they are doing. Have you heard of any of those bands? Legitimately? No, no. not one of them. Those are all new bands. You should all listen to all right, uh, send them in group text. Okay. Um, I got to go. Yeah. Um, I think let's it's do this. Yeah. So we don't uh, take forever on it on the next episode. Let's pick three songs that stand out to us and talk about why. Okay. Cool. I agree. I think that's a great idea. Good podcast, everybody. Yeah. Go follow us on all the Instagrams. Uh, and don't Facebook hate me for everything. my taste in music. And, and you can, you can go ahead and hate them for the music. Um, <laughs> I'm changing it. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> long live the brotherhood. Long, long live, live the high. high. See ya. Oh, just shut your mouth. Sit back. Relax.